0: Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of Learning the Tropes the Daisy Sessions. Uh today we are talking about episode 5 Fire. Uh written by Scott Nowstouter and directed by James Polswood and I'm a, your host Aaron.
1: I'm your co-host Taylor.
0: Hi guys. Hi Taylor. How's it going?
1: It's going well.
0: It's so- I'm on fire. <laughs> My favorite Bruce sing song. Are I you signal to me whether you like the episode or not based on if your Christmas tree is on or not? Everybody, it is mid-March here too, just in case <laughs> you're worrying.
1: Um I know that's gonna be on. like a little Easter egg for the Patreon audience to figure out, but oh. no you just like you just spoiled it. You just flung it out there. I can ask Pat
0: to edit, but he'll be so mad if i ask him to edit <laughs> no, don't.
1: It's fine. <laughs> um the tree is lit.
0: The tree is lit. How are you feeling?
1: I liked it. Good. I've got some comments. I've got some concerns. I, But I overall enjoyed it. I yes. just love it anytime we get to see Billy and Daisy together. I can't get enough of the two of them. Can I cannot get enough of the two of them?
0: And something that we haven't talked about yet, but I do think it's like really elemental to my enjoyment of this series so far is that the episodes are not more than 50 minutes. Yes. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Because if you're writing an episode of television, it shouldn't be more than 50 minutes. And if you're writing a movie, it shouldn't be more than 90 minutes. I'm just saying it. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like concise. Like the one thing about, and I think like episode one and two we've talked about, and I definitely think they had to like get their footing, which I think is normal. But, like, there's so much story packed into every episode, and I just love it. They're, like, keeping shit moving because they yeah. have, like, a time commitment. And I yeah. think that's fantastic, and thank you. Yes. I feel like sometimes we watch these series and it's, like, one episode is, like, 90 minutes, one episode is 50 minutes, and it's, like, all over the place. It just is so hard. Yep. Um, it's – yeah.
1: I'm I'm appreciating – How concise
0: they are and especially this episode that it just takes place in one day so yeah which
1: i was like thinking through it you're right it does because now that you say it i remember while watching the episode being like this is a really long day (laughs) (laughs) i thought i thought that at one point where i was like they're still wearing the same outfits they're still in this house this is a very long day okay sure i guess you can write a song in one day okay
0: (laughs) um so this is the first writing session for aurora so we start the episode with billy waking up going for a run i like that they kept him being a runner from the book that they were just like he just is running up and down those hills
1: yeah he like walks back in to his house and his little family so cute (laughs)
0: It was so cute, and he says basically like he's gonna record today, and he might be home for dinner. Which I'm like, you were never gonna be home for dinner. That's crazy. Not.
1: Yeah, you gotta know that Billy. Like you, what been rock star in a is band? home
0: for dinner? Like exactly. Real. This is no. not a nine to five. He said that otherwise, it's gonna be a long night. Daisy wakes up finally at the chateau with a naked man in her bed. She doesn't seem to recognize. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh went straight back to the alcohol glass right above the bed
0: we've all been there oh speak for yourself you have okay cool so i guess somebody was never young and fun but i not
1: the one the same glass that i had next to my nightstand when i went to bed
0: you never went to bed and had a glass of like gin and And thought it was water the next morning it took a big gulp.
1: No, water only. You know what I did do one time? I made (laughs) a tub of instant mashed potatoes and then ate it. Like, you know, the the little, like, like a tub. I don't know how to explain it. It's like tub of mashed potatoes. Like pre-made. Okay. They're pre-made. You just like throw it in the microwave and then you eat it. Okay, sure. I made that. This was when i was living in new york woke up to the mashed potatoes on my bed and like on my nightstand and then just continued to eat them in the morning so i do it with food i guess
0: yeah okay okay uh she steal. she takes some pill we finally see her taking pills finally thought we'd be so excited to watch pill addict just slink into their addiction but here we are And she's stealing gift baskets, stealing wine.
1: Love the stealing of the champagne. Mm -hmm. Thought it was fantastic.
0: They show up at the studio. We get the Billy shot from the trailer, which is just like a pan of him in the car.
1: It looks so good. He Mm -hmm. looks like a rock star. Like, it's a beautiful shot. And him just like looking up with his cigarette. And you're like, this man is a rock god. Like, I get it.
0: Yeah. Here's my here's my one note. And I'm I don't like to body shame, but his teeth are too straight. Is that a problem? It's a problem for me. Oh, I interesting. feel like we're having a problem where too many people are getting caps on their teeth. Like too many people are getting perfect white, perfect straight teeth. And it's starting and we've turned a corner society and it's off putting like Hmm. I want to see people with weird teeth back like that's what I want yeah and I don't know that Sam Claflin has all caps he might he might not it's his business (laughs) but there's something about it where like oh if he just had like a little bit fucked up teeth like it would be sexier
1: it doesn't bother me I like his smile
0: okay I think they're fine maybe I'm alone maybe I don't know Listen. Let us know, guys, if you want the return of <laughs> fucked up Rockstar Teeth. Because I feel like it's elemental.
1: It does. It is like, deadness, like he definitely doesn't. That's He doesn't have smoker's teeth. You're right.
0: No. Like Mick Jagger has weird teeth. David Bowie has weird teeth.
1: These are all British men that we're talking about. So read that, is what British. You will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're all British.
0: Oh, Yeah. Um Daisy Daisy takes a pill before she goes into the studio. I love all the whole band in the studio is my favorite. I do love that Karen just walks up and hugs Daisy. Yeah. Karen is not a girls go- a guy's girl, which is the best thing about her. Despite hanging around with like exclusively men, she is a girls' girl, which is yes. what we need. No, I love a it. Guy's girl. Yeah. Um, It's like people
1: like that exist, you know, girls who hang out with guys but are still girls, girls, and like are best friends with girls. You don't have to be one or the other. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be in a band and have a little bit of like a masculine energy and still be a girls' girl. So I appreciate it. I feel seen. I'll just say that,
0: (laughs) or not be like weirdly territorial. Like that's the part that I think it makes guys girls so gross is they just can't let anyone else into their space, any other women into their space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Warren and Eddie are having a gross conversation about how Daisy's shorts are too short, which I liked because sometimes uh, sexism was so pervasive. I mean, now we've cured sexism and it doesn't exist <laughs> anymore, which is like so cool. Hooray. But if you could imagine <laughs> in the 70s, people were so sexist and i i i do get annoyed sometimes when it's like not that i need to see sexism in like historical things but it is like it was there it was like an added thing you had to deal with right you know and it's
1: not like he's you know slapping her ass and being like ooh nice legs he's just having a conversation with his bro in the corner and she overhears it and she's like it's not my job not to turn you on which i love that they kept that from the book like thought that was fantastic so that was so good yeah i liked it too um
0: yeah and so then she and like the subtle movement in this episode from her and billy being so antagonistic to where they end at the end of the episode is like so fucking well done Mm -hmm. i just like love it it's so slow and they just start fighting about how They both basically have songs written and they just want to do the songs that they themselves have written.
1: Yeah, the whole uh, arc of their relationship feels earned in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure, it was only over one day, but it just feels uh, like it was fought for and then Mm -hmm. won.
0: And you also believe it like later in the episode when Daisy talks about how the reason she joined the band is because she felt like she knew Billy or yeah. th- that they had that. And like, she's so quick to dismiss other men in her life where she doesn't ever really engage with them. Like she sees with these guys. She fully does not give a fuck about them. Like even Warren and, um, Eddie, she kind of dismisses, but it's only really like Teddy and Billy that she isn't engages with. And mm-hmm. even when she's being combative, it's unless she gets really pissed, but it is like that light sort of like engagement level of combative, like trying to poke fun at him. And obviously Billy doesn't like that and can't handle that and it's like kind of a big wuss. <laughs> but she's like trying. And and you can see that she treats him differently than she's treated anybody else. And I just It's it's great.
1: Yeah, Um, I I did love the like this scene of the band arguing. It felt like it's what you were saying. We wanted to see more of the band together, and then they're finally arguing. And like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then Graham's faces the whole time in the background, just like "Mm,
0: stop. (laughs) Because was like, you don't go against my brother. I like that. Karen was like, maybe we could do a song that's just the piano and vocals, which is she's obviously the keyboardist but also it made me think of like you know how they're saying that this that daisy jones is like loosely based on fleetwood mac obviously and i was like oh are they trying to allude to like songbird is that too deep did i what do you mean too far down the path yeah what so on rumors Mm -hmm. there's one song called songbird that's christine mcvee and everybody else was like way too coked out to record and she just went into the studio by herself and played piano and sang this song it's like the most beautiful song ever written and they just took that one first take that she did and that's it so So it's it's like a rock album and then there's just this one song that's a woman on the piano singing and when karen said that i was like oh it's like a little christine mcvee moment not you know i mean i think
1: well because in the book it is uh karen says like i want to do a song with me on keys and daisy on vocals Mm -hmm. so like maybe Uh, it is but it was from the book like
0: (laughs) the best is when daisy goes um let me guess you wrote a song about your wife (laughs) and the rain (laughs) and everyone dies laughing even the future and then finally eddie in the future he's like I think it was called She's the Storm. Amazing. <laughs> it's like she got, she pinned him so fucking quickly. <laughs> he was horrified. Oh, it was so, so good. Then, yeah, that whole scene was so good. Eddie being so mad is so good. Like it needs to be a rock album. Yeah. Oh, you're supposed to fuck strangers, not make love to your wife.
1: <laughs> All of these lines and like everybody's point of view just felt so true to the characters Uh and what we've seen them and just yeah it felt like everybody was coming in with their thoughts and then they were allowed to finally say it because of what daisy opened the floodgates for
0: right because also the thing like at some point daisy says like nobody stands up to you you don't know what it is to be challenged yeah and it's true because i think yeah they never they just allowed him to say whatever he wants and Billy is also the worst kind of dictator in that way, where he's not like yelling, but he's like, we're just doing what I want. And then there's no room or option for anyone else. And so it's like, it's just me and no one challenges me. And in his mind, he's like, no, this is what we all wanted to do, but it's not. He never takes the time to listen to anyone.
1: Right, he doesn't know that he's not being challenged. Because when exactly. Daisy says nobody fights with you, he he's surprised it's like what are you talking about
0: yeah but teddy kicks them out and they go to the apple pan we got to go to the apple pan when i come to la
1: i know every time i've i've never gone it like kind of shut down during covid and then it was only doing takeout and i don't know if they've gone back i'm assuming they've gone back to in dining but um we gotta go yeah supposedly amazing
0: all right we have to make a daisy list, and then we have to just take a day and just do everything. Just do it all. Um, they fight over the radio. This is a very Barry Manilow heavy episode, which <laughs> I love. <laughs> are I you love a Harry Barry Manilow. Manilow fan? Like not in particular. I don't. I don't have strong feelings about him either way. I don't he, even know are if you I've a bit
1: No, I don't even know if I've heard a Barry Manilow song. Like
0: you have. Have you ever been in an elevator or a doctor's office?
1: never <laughs> shockingly
0: those are the two places you're gonna be here in manilow
1: see the thing is like I, yes i'm sure that i have but i could not name one and i could not tell you what it sounds like but if you played one for me i'm sure i would recognize it
0: yeah the the song they talk about in this show where it's like i write the songs to make the whole world say you've heard that
1: i'm i did you ever
0: fall asleep in front of the TV in the 90s and then wake up to the weird CD commercials? No,
1: literally never, because I never fell asleep. I probably watched it, but <laughs> I never fell asleep in front of the TV. It's physically impossible for me to do so. And there are sleepovers stories that I could regale you with, but I won't. Oh my God.
0: I don't know how somehow you never leave the house, but also never sleep. I... <laughs>
1: That's why. I don't leave the house because I don't sleep. So I just sit in front of the TV all day. Oh,
0: God. Um, oh, they sit down and Daisy says, or Billy says, there's no good over fighting all the time. And Daisy says, why not? Like, that's how Daisy relates to people is, like, through combat.
1: hmm Yep. Their chemistry is just so good. It's... I-
0: who cast whoever casted the show should get an Emmy yes. and an Oscar. Yes, because they really hit it out of the park, and this is so hard. And I know we said it before when we first see the two of them together, but like if you fucked up casting, it, like even if you cast two great actors as Daisy and Billy, but they didn't have chemistry together there's no point in continuing yeah like if we had watched that scene where they met for the first time and there was nothing there i would have been like let's pack it in i'm shutting it off we're not watching anymore they have so much chemistry yeah
1: and it's like the positive and the negative chemistry you know chemistry when they're not fighting chemistry when they are fighting and it's just like there's just
0: there's energy but yeah. Well, maybe they're just both good actors. Who can say? Again, Who we're say? constantly mystified. <laughs> but I do think that it's, it's yeah, they're really good. Then Stumbled on Sublime's on the radio. Billy starts singing that goddamn song. She can't escape it. She
1: can't escape it. The poor girl.
0: The two of them are fully eating, which I love too. I hate when actors get food in a show. And I get why, because you have to eat take after take. But you know what? Be a fucking professional and take a bite and then I they can. get sick <laughs> well have a puke bucket nearby <laughs> this is your career that you chose but they both are like eating and i don't know and like eating within like talking with our mouthful and stuff in ways that i'm like oh i fucking, i just loved it
1: yeah i love when she just goes like when they start talking about the songs and she's just like what like did you do something wrong and she just like peppers in with all these questions and mm-hmm. it was just Oh, like you just could feel her figuring out which buttons to press and like how to prod him. And it was like, yes, like she she knows the mind games with this man. She knows how to get in there.
0: And it also seems like this is the first person after sent Simone that. She wants to get to know, like she wants the answers to those questions, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Um. meanwhile, at home eddie eddie and warren go see rollerball and then karen invites herself to the beach with graham
1: with graham surf. i loved his little like get in the car don't be weird
0: (laughs) i know it's so that's like here's why graham is an ally because (laughs) because graham put the booze on her she said no it's never gonna happen and he said cool noted and did not think about her again sexually and was just kind of like okay she's just my friend Mm -hmm. in a real way where like he believed it and he moved on to carolyn who seems very nice right and i'm sure has a gorgeous big house in the palisades now as a psychologist but
1: yeah seriously Mm -hmm. but like also it still felt real where he was acting like he it does change something between the two of them and so like he wasn't trying to act different but it was a little different. He was still her friend. Like, they were still good. But she had to ask him, like, are we good? And he's like, yeah, we're good. Like, okay, don't worry about it. Because yeah. it does change something.
0: It does. That's why that's always the big risk of, like, confessing your feelings for a friend, which is another big trope, friends to lovers.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, don't a feel
0: great about that one. <laughs> Well, also because if it's a romance novel and it's friends to lovers, like, you know, they're going to end up together. So there's like the characters know there's a risk, but you don't know there's a risk. And it's also I would prefer enemies to lovers, yes. which are also getting spoiler. Yeah. Um, then. Yeah. Carolyn is so cool. Carolyn is a girl who's here for a good time and not a long time. And she knows it. So she's like, get in the car. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. This isn't going to last too long. I'm going to go read at the <laughs> beach. Um, Then Daisy and Billy break into Teddy's. Is, th- is this from the book that she just finds the key? No. They, no. He lets them in. He yeah.
1: tells them they go right in his pool house. And yeah. so they're right into the pool house. And then she goes into the main house. Like maybe she breaks in. But Teddy knows that they're at her that
0: they're oh, at he, his she house. She breaks into the main house and steals his girlfriend's bathing suit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like Teddy sends them to his house. He's like, go to my house, go to my pool house, write the album together. Um, yeah. And then she's, the thing that Teddy doesn't love is that she steals Yasmeen's suit. So he's like, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, am they... like loving this way, the way that they're showing the different styles of writers and how they write. Like, yeah. Which one do you more closely relate to? Daisy. Yeah. Like like you're up and moving and.
0: Well, I'm like doing things and thinking as I'm like, I have, but I have to be, I don't know if that's the ADHD or what, but it's like, I, I can't just be like, okay, let me sit down and write something. Yeah. Like I have to be like a whirling dervish do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And then like finally sit and then write what I need to write. And then I'm up again. mm. You're a Billy.
1: I thought I was a Daisy, but I think I am a Billy. (laughs) Because
0: Billy's just sitting with a guitar, just humming, trying out things, just being like real purposeful.
1: Yeah. But I'm also a Daisy in that it takes me all day to get something done. Yeah. Like it doesn't just, I can't just sit down and it comes to me. I have to... Like, I have to just leave open large swaths of time to get something done.
0: That's what you think, but then I stole time from you and you got more done more quickly. So, I know
1: I don't like being pressured into this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love after Daisy breaks in and Billy's like, I feel like we're breaking the law, and she goes, That's not very rock and roll of you, (laughs) Billy. Yeah, Billy's the one person who has no interest in being a rock and roll star. Um, yeah i oh daisy finally has a new notebook
1: finally it also looks like a day planner
0: <laughs> like she could just take the pages out and in which makes yeah. sense listen i was like what daisy's a sustainable queen okay and they start writing then she jumps in the pool with her well wait have we already on?
1: have what, what? like when they are looking through each other's uh songs
0: oh yeah so daisy yeah and he she's like daisy these, these are all book. about
1: your wife your and he wife. Goes, pick another
0: one <laughs> like she just looks at him like
1: dude and he's like well, pick <laughs> another one then like he knows exactly what she's like she doesn't even have to say it he just knows exactly what she's thinking because well then
0: she goes to another one and looks at it and then looks at him again and then he like takes it back he's like yeah you. <laughs> I think... that's so good
1: in the book, they um they both like read each other's books, so like mm-hmm. I don't know, I kind of I like this.
0: Oh no, I thought this was fantastic. Well, and I like to when he's like, I don't do the nature stuff, like like a kite in a hurricane or whatever, and she's like, it's about feeling adrift, and he's like, just say that. Yeah it's just you're an asshole and he's like okay well that works too but it there is something to that to like i think when you start writing you think of yourself that you need these sentences to be like these big flowery prosy things when it's like yeah if you can just get to the point as simply as possible that works a little better too
1: yeah but that's also coming from a man who apparently wrote a song called she's the storm
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly well yeah billy likes his metaphors too (laughs)
1: let's uh let's not throw glass uh stones in a glass house billy here
0: yeah but it's also it's the it's the sort of the way that they're coming from so far far apart to get closer Mm -hmm. um yeah and then daisy jumps in the pool in her underpants and then he's like, we're taking a break. And she goes, we're writing. And I love that scene.
1: The way that Billy looks at her.
0: Uh, upsetting. Dangerous. Hot. Yeah. Sexy.
1: I was thinking, I don't know how I feel about this mm. as a audience member. How
0: did you feel I think, about it? Well, I think that's how you were supposed to feel. I, I was feeling danger, danger. But
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like. I, uh, yeah, I guess because he is he's, you know. He's in love with his wife. He's obsessed with his wife. And they've just talked mm-hmm. about, like, you're trying to write the man that you want it like that you think you are or that you want right. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, alarm bells are going off.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. And that's the thing, is his obsession with being perfect. And I think Daisy's allowing him to see himself as somebody in progress. Which he hates. Which can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're at the beach with Karen just drilling Carolyn about <laughs> Carolyn's like a pre bed And then she's like, Why do you want to date Graham? Like, what's happening here? And she's like, I don't know, he's sexy. <laughs> she's
1: like We've is he? On four dates. <laughs> and then he comes out of the surf in denim shorts <laughs> surfing in denim this is insane yeah i know this is what they yeah. did in the 70s but this is still have you even like been in the rain in jeans it's the worst
0: no imagine being nothing's... in the
1: ocean in denim
0: no it's,
1: it's psychotic
0: a lot of stuff in the 70s. it's psychotic um And then, yeah, I, this is different from the book, right? This is.
1: Yeah, they do not. not... Caroline, it doesn't exist. Caroline doesn't exist in the
0: book. But I love this. I think this is fantastic. I think it's a good pulling up of their storyline, which is necessary. And also, I don't know, I thought that this was like a great way to show because, you know, the, the whole thing with Karen and having it be a choice between Graham and um, her art, there is this idea that, like, she doesn't realize kind of what she's giving up until this moment. And she kind of sees him with new eyes.
1: Hmm.
0: What do you think?
1: Yeah. I I don't know. It's like you said, this is a... a show about love triangles and i liked that it was just karen and graham and her work and that was a love triangle i don't know how i feel about like adding another woman into the mix i think like yeah it is true sometimes you do need somebody you need to see somebody interested in your friend for you to understand how you feel about them like that's totally Mm -hmm. real i just don't know if it is what i wanted for this storyline like i like in the book i like how karen just is like yeah one day there was something about him and like when they were on tour and we just started hooking up and like she kind of figured it out on her own she didn't need somebody to tell her she didn't need like another woman to say oh yeah he is sexy actually you're right so i don't know I think there's such a big thing about how karen doesn't want what other women want and for her to then figure out that she does want graham because of what another woman wants i didn't totally love it
0: uh i think that's valid that makes sense
1: i love them getting together don't get me wrong (laughs) big fan of that not Mm -hmm. totally on board with the way that it happened
0: okay i think that's fair um but then we're back at teddy's with daisy and billy and they are trading songs daisy puts on the dixie cups
1: yeah first so can i just do a quick thing they talk about like what was your first album that you bought yeah and she goes it was something it was probably something cool like the everly brothers i screamed because I love the Everly Brothers. I am like, <laughs> it was literally all that me and my brother listened to growing up. Like we absolutely are, were obsessed with the Everly Brothers. We would like call ourselves the Everly Brothers. I have a t-shirt <laughs> of the Everly Brothers, like I love them. And so when they said that, I was like, oh my gosh, they were cool. <laughs> it was so funny that that was the example that they chose because I was obsessed, I still am, still love. The everly brothers so yeah it was great but that was like it felt really personal i, I loved it
0: that's so good that was fantastic do you remember the first album you bought me cd album whatever yeah
1: yeah um was it an everly brothers album i don't know we had a bunch of like cds the first one that i bought with my own money no I don't even remember. I listened to a lot of like cassette tapes. Loved cassette tapes. I was really big on listening to the radio and recording the radio oh. onto a cassette tape. Yeah. Loved doing that.
0: <laughs> what was yours? I think it I think it was the B fifty twos. I loved the B fifty twos. Me and my brother would listen to them all the time. I don't Old remember school. which album. Yeah. Um, Rome, maybe. But uh yeah. Daisy's first was the Dixie Cups I go I go, and then Billy's was How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> which is really cute.
1: <laughs> it was just like the way that they were like getting to know each other and being honest with each other and like letting each other in. I thought it was just like really great. Through music too. Yeah.
0: And then Billy puts on In My Room by the Beach Boys as his like first song that he really loved. Just, the, do, you, do you remember the first song that you really loved?
1: Uh, no. That like spoke to my soul? Do you? Oh, first
0: song? I re- When I was little, I was obsessed with La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that song. I would just remember like being really little and being like, no, play La Bamba.
1: I wasn't a very obsessive child. Okay. Uh, Like, I didn't have one track mind, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. So, you didn't have like a favorite song?
1: No, it wasn't like I was the type of type of kid who like we only had to watch one movie every day, you know, or like, we had to listen to the same song in the car all the time. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. really like that. I didn't also listen to a lot of music.
0: Oh, we were like a very music household. My parents had like really good taste too. now looking back. So
1: interesting. Yeah, we to, were like, just a like... lot
0: of Bob Marley.
1: Oh, cool that's super cool as
0: kids we used to i remember specifically singing in the song i shot the sheriff like constantly amazing we didn't know yeah
1: we would listen to like a lot of old stuff or just like the radio would be on in the car but like no one really cared what was on the radio Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah it was like a lot of older stuff like the everly brothers buddy holly um, my dad like paul simon simon and garfunkel
0: oh that's yeah
1: harry Connick jr was like weirdly in the mix
0: (laughs) Hmm, handsome into it hilarious um daisy tries to get billy to dance but he won't of course billy is so in not in his body in a way
1: move your shoulders
0: (laughs) i know and then they start playing basically like truth it's just like 20 questions or something
1: yeah I just loved I loved it. I thought it was, like, deep and really, like, tense and rich and contextual. Like, it was just, like, it felt so grabby and intimate in a great way.
0: Yeah. He asked about the pills, and she said she can get rid of them anytime. she flushed. Well, we think she flushes them all, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Um... And they're listening to, I don't know what the song is called, but it's too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling in love. Which, like you said. Sometimes the music is like not subtle. Sometimes it's like Vanderpump Rules level of telegraphing things.
1: Yeah, they're not really looking to hide behind any uh, subtle meanings around here. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Hilarious. But I think that they have their sort of breakthrough moment where Daisy talks about breaking into her parents' house because she just wanted to share her excitement with somebody and they were gone. And Billy says, that's the saddest thing I ever heard, which is so sad. And then she's like, well, that's why I take pills. What do you do when you're sad? And he's like, I think I just feel the emotion. She's like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I think that's the first time they really see each other and kind of get it. Start to rather. I mean, they're definitely not there yet, but they're sort of like a crack has formed, I think, in that moment.
1: Yeah. And they realize how alike they are. Yeah. Is that when he says you're broken? No. And skipping ahead. Okay. Don't skip.
0: Sorry sorry, um, sorry. sorry. Graham and Karen are surfing. Let's Karen yeah. starts trying to break sh- Car- Graham and Carolyn up by. <laughs> By confessing to him that she likes Barry Manilow. And he's like, don't fuck with me about that. That <laughs> was
1: amazing. Uh
0: huh. The that actor's so cool. line
1: reading of that was so good. <laughs> Fantastic. Um,
0: and then they're coming out of the water. And I think she expects Graham to run to her because he kind of always did run to Karen first. But mm-hmm. he runs to Carolyn and picks her up. And Karen no likey.
1: She's feeling a little on the outs here.
0: Exactly. Like that's.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I get it, but I'm just.
0: I, I know, understand just what I'm you're thinking. Very true
1: to Karen. Yeah. Like, this is how Karen figures out that she likes him. Like, is, is she doing this? I don't know. I guess you.
0: But also I think there's a thing too with Karen. It's like, it's not that she it's, it's not that she didn't know how she felt about Graham. Like, I think she knew that she liked Graham, but I think it would have been easier for her. Like Carolyn's not a ditzy loser. Right. You know what I mean? Like she's very, she seems to be like very self-assured. She likes what she likes. She's not trying to impress people. She's pre-med. She's obviously like very intelligent. Mm -hmm. And I think Karen saw for a real moment that she could lose him and that he wouldn't just kind of be there always. And I think that also propelled her forward a little more. No,
1: Yeah, no, I do, but I don't like that because then it's like, oh, you just are getting with him because you don't want to lose him or because you're afraid of being left out or like left behind. Yeah, that doesn't feel very Karen.
0: No. But they come home and Karen, like, super subtly and really (laughs) is like, can you walk me in? I
1: don't know. I got and it. Graham- because isn't this around the time that like Sharon Tate, they're in the canyon.
0: I mean, this was a little after Sharon Tate.
1: So I, if I'm Karen, I'm like, please come into the house with me. And
0: okay. That's not what she was not. Was she was not nervous about the Manson family.
1: I know that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> Caroline, I would be like, yeah, girl, like, I get it. Graham she does, in. Like,
0: but Graham is just like, what's going on? Why do you want me to walk you in? Don't. That's always like the worst when you're trying to signal to somebody like, can you do this for me? And they're like, why? Why? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you asking me this? Don't do what? And it's like, just do it because I have another fucking reason you dumbass." You're like, Um, listen,
1: you will want to do this. This will only end up good for you.
0: (laughs) So they go inside. He's like, yeah, no burglars. And they immediately start making out. I love that this scene has ended. Them like, like making out, running all over the place. And then the scene ends with a honking horn. Uh, (laughs) R.I.P. Carolyn, we never do ya. (laughs) Uh,
1: Gone too soon.
0: Yeah. And then Daisy and Billy, we visit them and they're working on it. This is, you know, they talk about the song. They're like really collaborating. And then Billy says to her, somebody sure did a number on you. And oh, Daisy yeah. And Jason kind of takes offense and is like, what do you mean? And he just goes, oh, you're broken. Yeah. Which is such a fucked up thing to say to anybody. Ne- Never mind somebody you've only been getting along with for 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Especially after she just admitted that you're the first and only person who has ever truly seen her. Like, yeah. For her to tell you, for her to say... I feel like you feel very familiar to me. I feel like you see me. And then for him to call her broken, like that's just a gut punch.
0: So she storms off. And what I think is shows growth is that I think Billy old Billy would have just got mad and stormed off too. And I think immediately he realizes he fucked up.
1: Yeah. He would have left the house. He wouldn't have looked yeah. at like gone for her.
0: And so he finds her in Teddy's car and tells her about his dad and kind of admits that the reason he's doing any of this is just in a weird attempt to try to impress his father, which is like a pretty good insight. I feel like a lot of people would have to go through decades of therapy to get there. And Billy like pretty quickly is like, Oh, it's cause my dad, cause my dad's an asshole.
1: Right. I'm doing this out of spite.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, she, so she cries, which is like seeing Daisy cry was like really affecting.
1: It was it just was like upsetting. a single tear. Yeah,
0: yeah. And all she says to him is, "I'm not broken," and he says, "Me either."
1: Oh, that was it beautiful. Was such a good scene. That was oh those God. just those two lines, and then the look they give at each other afterwards breaks your heart.
0: Yeah, this this episode was so Chef's kiss. I loved it. I feel like we're I mean, I guess the Karen storyline you're sort of getting me that what maybe wasn't the best, but like oh, there were so many moments that were so gorgeous um and then immediately Teddy opens the garage door and it's like finds them after this very emotional moment it's just like, what the fuck? How'd you get in here?
1: Yeah. I like that this becomes their first song also too. And Mm -hmm. they change that from the book where it's not Aurora, where like it's not a song that Billy already wrote and they just keep because it's so good. I like that they Mm -hmm. go with a song that Billy and Daisy wrote together and like starting it off with that's how it is.
0: Perfect. Um, Then Karen and Graham are still making out on the couch, still just like, dry humping
1: in their bathing
0: suits still it's so gross so damp um eddie and warren walk in clueless because they're dummies and then they get the call to come back to the studio
1: i thought it was so funny i think it's like in my mind they were gonna write the song and then teddy was gonna walk in and be like okay guys like see you in the studio tomorrow like Mm -hmm. that's just my corporate nine to five brain where it's like yeah you just like you don't you don't go right into it but they just all go into the studio like that's their job that's what they're doing and when you know inspiration strikes it strikes and so you just go into the studio and you record something from 1am to 5am it was just like I don't know it was it was like a cool little thing that I didn't really think about where
0: it was just like
1: yeah of course they like laid down the track right then what else were they gonna do they're not gonna wait until the morning.
0: Well, at that stage, too, I think it was probably, like, five or six o'clock. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't 11 night? p.m. Yeah. Oh, I
1: saw it being, like, midnight. It wasn't... No. They were there um, all day.
0: Yeah. And then it was dark. It's, like... It's March.
1: I saw it being 11 p.m. They went and saw Rollerball forever.
0: I don't know. That's the thing.
1: The time... Like... I mean, they all, yeah. Did Warren and Eddie go see rollerball at 6 a.m. when Graham was going surfing? Because you go surfing early in the morning.
0: <laughs> like, well, no. If the two of them... Okay. This is great. Let's. So if Daisy and Billy leave the studio and they say, it's 10 a.m. And then the rest of the band is in the studio and... And what's his face? And Teddy says, just get out of here. Like, whatever. I don't need you. You figure they're probably back home at 11. So they're probably at the beach from like noon to four
1: right but the first when they when graham is like waxing his surfboard it looks like they wanted to make it seem like the sun was just rising
0: i don't know i think that was no okay i don't think so
1: i guess the sun the sun lines were all over the place for me a little bit
0: okay you're the one to pay attention to it. I was like, fine. I was like, oh, yeah, um, uh, early afternoon swim. Why not? Um, I love that the band walks into a united Billy and Daisy. Like, they're both sitting next to each other, like, in mm-hmm. the same position.
1: Joking. Cracking jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Billy's so excited to tell everybody sort of about the song. And then they start singing Let Me Down Easy. And it's a very good song it's so good so
1: good it's so good i just like i know i'm a broken record but i just i'm absolutely dying over these performances and the music is so good i didn't think the music would be this good but i i'm blown away by it it's the just me- they've yeah. done i think they just spent like three years on the music
0: Cool. Whatever you had to do, buddy. I mean, I think this is great. It it's so it's so moving. It's so good. Um and then in the hug. future Well, in the future Karen says they made each other better until they didn't. Yeah. Twist the knife. Then, yeah, the the song finishes everybody knows, uh, "We're fucking rock stars. Daisy hugs Billy and Billy lets her." And Graham freaks out in his mind
1: yep he sees it Graham
0: is nervous Graham is having PTSD flashbacks from the tour like I can't go through this again
1: oh yeah true
0: <laughs> yeah but everybody's kind of celebrating Teddy says he's a genius he is our little Teddy he's the best <laughs> and then Billy goes home and fucks his wife how which... did you read this This is getting complicated emotionally. (laughs) This television show is stressing me out. But it's like, yeah, that's some pent up sexual energy that he had throughout that day. That you wake up your wife who has been home alone with a one year old all day to fuck her. Yeah, I'm home alone with me all day. And if Pat woke me up in the middle of the night, I'd be like, try again. (laughs)
1: Do you think that any part of it was him being like turned on by the high of the song? Or do you think it's just?
0: Oh, I think it's that too. Yeah. I think creatively, I think it was just a good day. Like I think creatively he was in flow. He wrote what he knows is going to be like amazing song. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of like energy and being spent and thinking about deep emotions and stuff that he felt like he had to kind of expend. But I mean
1: there were 70 seventy
0: thirty seventy thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Six. A, a pure fuck for fuck's sake.
1: I think he was turned on by Daisy. That was where I was going.
0: Yeah. But that's it. Episode five guys. We're rocking. We're halfway through now.
1: It's crazy. So then they're going to write the rest of the album and go on tour. Mm -hmm. I hope we get like seven. I mean, that's not mathematically possible, but I hope we get just 10 episodes of the concert tour.
0: I mean, I know we've already said it and I know they've already filmed it. So whatever it is, it is. But it would be great if it was just a concert film. Like one episode was just a concert.
1: Maybe they'll release after they after the real people go on tour whenever they do this summer or whatever then maybe they'll film the concert and then they'll release that on amazon prime that's a good idea yeah
0: did you notice too when daisy sings when riley sings she like lifts up half of her mouth whenever she starts singing like she makes a smile she does like this thing where she like lifts up half of her mouth, and that's she sings in like a weird, but it's very reminiscent of Elvis. And it, it I oh. noticed it was a reason in this episode, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that that's like an involunt like an involuntary thing that she does where yeah. she starts singing with like her lip up the way that Elvis used to sing. And I, sweet, you know. Yeah. No,
1: I haven't noticed that. Now I'm gonna look at it. Now I'm gonna look for yeah. it. Sam Claflin does the like. Ugh he like juts his chin out a lot and really bears his teeth Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) while they're recording let me down easy he like gets to a point where graham has a solo and he's like watching it and he like picks up tea and drinks it like an english person he doesn't drink it like an american
1: Uh, what where it's like (laughs) over the top
0: He just like over the top and yeah
1: yeah i loved it graham was shredding on the guitar
0: graham was sexy this episode yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was like walking out of the surf again i was like this man what is happening <laughs> got women fighting over him and he's just like a little puppy dog
0: i you know he's just so sweet through it all he was so shocked when
1: it, yeah he's like this is happening
0: <laughs> he was not expecting it no he's so stupid he's so dumb when karen like i feel like carolyn knew Carolyn was like, I'll do a courtesy beep to see if he comes out, and then I'm gone. (laughs) I hope she stole his surfboard.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: She kept it. She earned it.
1: She earned it, please. Yeah. She went that whole day. She wasn't even going in the water. She went and sat on that gross sand to watch her boyfriend surf with another lady who he then makes out with when he get home. No. Their girl went through enough that day. She deserves a surfboard.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, any final thoughts?
1: Um, no, I'm super excited to see what the rest of it. Like, I are are they going to show them writing every song on the album, or is it just going to be like a quick montage, and then Mm -hmm. they're going to immediately go on tour? Like, what's going to happen?
0: Because at the same time, we have a lot that we need to see, but also we don't like that because the pacing has been. A little all over the place it's hard to know because like five hours is a lot of time to fill still
1: Mm -hmm. and it's definitely over halfway of the book Mm -hmm. and bring back timothy oliphant what are we doing here
0: i literally looked at imdb and i was like when is he coming back how many episodes is he supposed to be in like is that all we're getting and he was supposed to be in all 10 episodes well hasn't
1: been no it's just because he's credited like he's in the main he's oh. in the he's in the opening credits so they they obviously give him credit on imdb for being in every episode it's just he gets paid
0: well i'm happy he's getting paid but yeah I but do like wanna i want to see him, see him on the screen i know Dude, like Bring what back. and
1: and simone's gone or yeah like we're
0: i feel like we're gonna see simone next
1: episode we have to too but like we don't even get i think maybe just because they wanted this episode to be in one day that they cut away from simone but like simone's we'll see her again but just not at all and camilla was gone
0: yeah, because it was just the one-day thing. It was just what they were doing. It was, like, the the type of episode. Like, if you had cut to Simone in New York and cut to Camilla at home with Julia, like, it would have taken away from something.
1: Right. So this is... Okay, I guess I'm just trying to talk through why now it, it makes sense that this episode... Why four episode four was with this one and why episode six, where we'll probably see all these people again, is with this one. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a little triple package again oh
0: yeah yeah that's probably we'll why we're gonna record tomorrow night yeah do you have any swoons
1: i'm still swooning over everything everywhere all at once
0: oh yeah as
1: picture oscar i just like absolutely adore that film it is Like, I don't want to be so bold as to say it's one of my favorites, but it is a five-star on my Letterboxd. And I just think it's... I, like, watching the Oscars when they did the clips from it, I started tearing up again. Like, (laughs) it's amazing. And I'm so glad that it won Best Picture, Mm because it's just such a weird film, and it's not something that you would think is Oscar bait. And that the fact that it just survived this whole Oscar campaign and still won, and it was, like, a predictable win... Was really cool,
0: and then it swept the way it did. Yeah, Pat said no care. No movie has won that many like major of the like the acting awards, directing, writing since Silence of the Lambs.
1: Uh, I don't. Maybe there was like I don't a, know. there was another one. I think that there was one that won three out of the four acting since then but like probably adding best picture best directing and best screenplay that pushed it over the edge like it probably hadn't been a while since then too He's yeah. probably right i trust pat
0: i um i, I will say everything everywhere at once wasn't like as impactful to me as it was for every other people but i understand that it was impactful for other people and that's important. And also I'm just happy that a $25 million film that was an original idea is getting this level with like with an all Asian cast is getting this level of, of hype around it. Like, I think that's only good. That's really fantastic. So I'm thrilled. ki Kwan winning was.
1: Oh, that was beautiful. I cried.
0: And I've watched him running up on stage and hugging Harrison Ford for when they won best picture like a million times. It was so oh my difficult. god! i so, so like, terrible. if you could elicit emotion from Harrison Ford, you're a good person. Yes.
1: While Steven Spielberg, he does not give it away. Ugh.
0: Do you see what he was watching? Like it was Stevens. They cut to him at one put, stage, and he's like practically crying. He's like so. It's just. It was such a sweet moment, and I gotta say, I think the Oscars this year were fantastic. And I think for a long time they were, like, trying to get these, like, fancy schmancy people to direct the Oscars. And I'm like, let's have it be as straightforward as possible. As many categories as we could fit. Because here's the thing. I'm tuning into the Oscars. I want to see people win. Yeah. I want to see awards. Yeah. I'm not tuning in for side bits.
1: No. No. I don't need to and see And I'm not normally, like... like,
0: a huge, yeah,
1: You're not a Jimmy huge Kimmel whip.
0: fan. Mm-hmm. Huge Jimmy Kimmel fan. But I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Keep it light. Keep it fun. That's what I want. Yeah. So I, I'm like every word just be this. Yeah. Don't try to do any. Don't try to reinvent the wheel.
1: No. Don't try to like have the Oscar, you know, audience vote on what the best part of the movie is. Cause then we're going to get flash entering the force again, like last year. Mm-hmm. But like, if we don't see all the awards, then we are not going to get a beautiful moment. That like when they sang "Happy Birthday" to the oh
0: my the god! Actor, that was star. so that was cute. so sweet, and everybody did it immediately. And
1: I feel like it was—it's never been done before. Like if you had told me they never sang "Happy Birthday" to an Oscar winner during the Oscars, I'd believe you. Like I think that was history-making.
0: It was so sweet. Or when the guys who won for RRR uh saying the carpenters yeah
1: like great <laughs> moments this is the thing It's like yeah. those are the ones that you want to see the people who are waiting their entire life and will never probably win an oscar again like those are the ones that you want to see you want to yeah. give them their moment
0: mm-hmm. and sincerity i don't i don't like being like jadedness or when that's in the Osc- i find that yeah. really annoying yeah all right. So we're both sweating about the Oscars.
1: You don't have a different swoon. That's going to be yours too.
0: Yeah. No, okay. We've talked enough about it. Yeah. We're going to come in at almost exactly an hour because we are a three podcast household and Pat needs the microphone in 10 minutes. Amazing. Um, so guys, if you have opinions on the Oscars, on Sam Kaplan's teeth, on <laughs> anything, on the Karen storyline, you can email Graham us at Shorts.
1: The-
0: Graham Shorts. You can email us at Learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're on uh, Instagram at Learning Tropes and Learning the Tropes. Uh we are on Patreon. If you could just go to uh patreon.com and search learning tropes. We will always have a video of every podcast up on the Patreon. So you can check that out. Um and until next time. Keep Jones in.